This is the Anything But Quiet Time podcast, where all your wildest dreams will come true. Why are you doing ASMR? Is that what it sounds like I'm doing? Why did you? you... I was trying to sound like personal, you know. Oh, okay. Like I got you. Usually because of the music vibe. And then that we I was have. offering free dream, you know, yeah, therapy. And usually like, are we come, come out, and we're like, hey, because the music and it's happening. I was trying something different. I okay. feel like, hey. Oh, they came out the exact same way they do every single time. No, this time she was like, she was eating potato chips and I was falling asleep. Yeah. Is that is that a problem? Okay. All right. Let's calm down. No, I'm fine. Okay. This is the Anything But Quiet Time podcast where we uh, get creative, clearly. Sip a coffee here. Okay? And we talk about what we're going through spiritually or in our quiet time. And keep it on. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, anytime you can check out HopeOnDemand.com for more, uh, whether it be questions for this podcast or it be just uh, checking out all the great stuff there, you know, musical uh, artists, uh, there's yeah. devotionals, there's blogs. I want to know, has anybody checked in with a review lately? What's that? Like, it has oh, there come a question. No, Let's check no, it out. No, okay. We're so telling them check us out. I always go to Apple for okay, example. Okay, go to Apple. And so let me just check. I think the last one was has been a while. While he's doing that, it, I'm Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I Did think we, get... we have one. <gasps> Whoa. As of January 4th. Oh. I love KSBJ, especially the morning show. So this is one of our Houston oh, listeners. Oh, this is so nice. It's very nice. We appreciate that. I was I always brace myself. When it's a comment... When you go to the comment section. Yeah, the comment section is always tough. We encourage it. Yeah. We're like, oh, come on, critique. It'll be great. And then it happens, and then I have to cry. <laughs> <laughs> now, we always do appreciate a five-star review, whether it be Apple Podcasts or wherever you're, you're listening, if you can review it. Uh, but it's a great place to put a question, too. Yeah. And we'll get to, we'll see it, and then we'll uh, address it and uh, or comment. And speaking of comments, I know you are in the book of Matthew right now. And I, I love... Love, 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 Matthew. You get a lot of the words of Jesus in Matthew. Straight up mm -hmm. sermon notes right there. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, th this is an interesting one where he's sending the disciples out. This is in Matthew 10. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, he is talking specifically to them. But I, there's obviously wisdom to gain for us, too. Mm -hmm. And he's sending them out on their own, and he's telling them, you know, don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who work deserve to be fed. And I think that is a, a great line that many people need today when they and I try and play the humility card. Mm -hmm. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm fine. It's fine. Meanwhile, it's fine. your I'm stomach good. is growling. You yeah. can hear it from two houses away. Yeah. It's okay to Except say yes. the biscuit. It's, it's exactly right. It's okay <laughs> to for people to show appreciation, but you always feel like, well, I don't deserve it, so I shouldn't. Well, this is what Jesus is saying. And so he moves on. This is where it just gets very interesting. And especially with the culture that we live in. We've kind of done this with the words of Jesus and, and, and tried to match them up to, okay, what's our culture challenge here nowadays? He says in verse 11 of Matthew 10, whenever you enter a city or village, search for a worthy person, stay in his home until you leave town. When you enter the home, give it your blessing. If it turns out to be a worthy home, let your blessing stand. If not, take back the blessing. If any household or town refuses to welcome you or listen to your message, Shake its dust from your feet as you leave. I tell you the truth, the wicked cities of Sodom and Gomorrah will be better off than such a town on Judgment Day. Hmm. And it feels harsh. Yeah, it, 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 it well, it, but it I, can be, but it's not our job, is it? No, not our job. We move on. Yeah, we were supposed to Taylor Swift, shake it off. Shake it off, you know, shake the dust off and and move on. And I, I don't know if he meant that literally or yeah. not, but they they moved on and that was that. And you just let people, however difficult and vicious that they are against your faith, mm -hmm. just let them be. 
Now, and again, they tried to tell him, but then just move on. And this is where this is a great uh, stopping point to say when that phrase, well, all sin is the same mm. or all, it, well, it, everything is sin. And, and uh, how do people put it? Um, no, no sin is worse than another, okay. that type of thing. Sin is sin. Sin is sin. Yes, that's how people say it. That's exactly right. Well, it is true that all sin puts us all in the same place, mm-hmm. that any sin puts us all in the same place o- apart from God. Yeah. But you see here is very interesting. There are degrees of, I mean, let's just be honest, murdering somebody is worse than stealing a pencil from your neighbor or cheating on them during a test. Okay. Uh, cheating from, you know, from their, from, taking from their answers. And you see here, the wicked cities of Sodom and Gomorrah will be better off than such a town that denied Jesus on so that day. So you're saying that, and they got, they got theirs. And you they got theirs. Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, we know about that. So yeah, it basically fire, uh, fire and brimstone came down mm-hmm. and smote it. Yeah. And yeah. the story of Lot and his wife and his two daughters leaving, of course, Lot's wife turned around and looked at the city. That's the account mm-hmm. that we're talking about. Right. And uh, so the, this town will be worse off than them. I think Jesus is probably also addressing the vengeance, the desire of vengeance in the hearts of the disciples, too, in this moment. Yeah. It's not even about the consequences that this town is going to suffer, per se. It's just trying to go, hey. I'm going to take care of that. You don't need to worry about that. Yeah. We all see it. <laughs> we all see it. We all we- <laughs> see it. But it, it, yeah. There's there, there are these moments that you read about. There's a heated moment with the disciples, mm-hmm. two brothers. They want fire and brimstone to come down on that town. And Jesus, in that moment, is like addressing them. You do not know of what spirit you are in this moment. Right. You need to leave this to me. And so we need to learn to shake it off. He's been preaching to love your enemy, right. to do good to those who hurt you. Meanwhile, they've heard it an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. That's the Old Testament. So they're hearing vengeance mm-hmm. and Jesus is teaching them. But see, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. And there's there he's kind of like sharing. You've heard it said, but I say he's trying to reverse some of the thinking that has become culturally. This is how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. We're going to deal with it. And this is how it's going to go down. So, hey, I'm going to take care of that. And what's interesting, I think it would have huge impact on me as a person in that city who has not accepted Christ or the followers of Christ to see the response of an individual that they have already calculated is probably going to be mad, ticked off, arms flailing. That guy is going to be so mad because we said, get out of our town. And instead, they get the opposite for that culture. Yeah. The opposite response that must have hugely impacted. And Jesus knew that that was going to go a long way with some people that maybe didn't respond the best of ways. What's going on with these guys? Why did they leave so peacefully? What? It's kind of like Michael Jordan wouldn't give in to a fan challenging him to one on one. You're no good, Michael Jordan. He wouldn't get mad. <laughs> Because he knows what's true. <laughs> now, honestly, the competitive nature of Michael Jordan, he might just he well, might come on it. out here. Um, but he wouldn't get mad because he knows what's true. And I yeah. think that's exactly, I think you're making a very good point. You know, what our part is in that is shaking the dust off our feet and moving forward and going, going it doesn't matter how vicious the world is. Mm. It just doesn't matter. My yeah. That is going to be taken care of. And my job is to share the gospel. I, and I think also kind of landing back on 
what other things did he teach? And in that moment, he's saying to, to shake the dust off your feet, but getting back to those moments of doing good to those who hurt you, mm-hmm. hate you, speak all kinds of evil against you uh, on my account. Um, I think that does a, a change of heart in us as well. And so now I'm going to be in a place of Lord praying for them. I mean, I remember reading the apostle Paul and sharing if I could take their punishment on myself, mm. if I could take my people's punishment on myself because they're not accepting Christ, I would totally do that. Alas, I can't do that. That's not the way it works. Mm-hmm. We all have to make our own individual choices. But do you hear the humility in that? The desire that uh, these folk know the freedom that has been found in Jesus Christ. I want them to know. It's not getting t- they didn't invite you in for a cup of tea. It's leaving there, shaking the dust off your feet, letting it all go, and then maybe give it a beat, especially if you're angered and riled up. I know I get triggered really easily. Now I want to pray for him. Lord, if I'm if I'm praying for him, if I put him in my prayer circle, I know I'm going to love him well that way. We really do in modern-day America, Christian America, uh, play that victim of mm-hmm. the religious freedom. And there's... There's a place to make sure we call our senators or, you know, whatever there's that we can play a part in the American political system. Absolutely. But to get so offended, mm-hmm. you know, we went over this a little bit, I think, last week or the week before to simply just rant about it. <laughs> I'm being persecuted for my beliefs. You know, meanwhile, there's believers in other parts of the world that are getting killed yeah. for their beliefs. And to that's where we do shake the dust off our feet and go, OK, this person's not going to get it. it. It doesn't need to bother me. But I, you know, with the. The other part of it is the, you know, there's a, a levels of sin. Right, right. The degrees you were talking about. I think relativity is an interesting mm. subject because what we might be tempted to do is, is well, in, in both ways. Well, I did this, but at least I didn't do that. <laughs> or uh, I do something terrible and then I go, well, you know. All sins the same, you know, it's, mm. it's all right. Oh, no, there's things that I need to take very seriously. I mean, it talks about yeah, obviously harming children. There's specific verses about that. There's specific verses about sexual morality. Mm. You know, the Bible gets specific with things that uh, of what God takes seriously. Yeah. And we live in a culture where morals are relative. And I found a great example of this the other day. You did. There was a comedy sketch, and I don't even know what it is, so I'm not even going to tell you because I can't recommend it. But there was this group of adults hanging out, and one person made the comment. Again, this is a comedy sketch, so totally fake. One person made the comment, well, no kids tonight. All right. Uh, we get to talk however we want. <laughs> and one individual, one other individual in the group, to start, decided to start cussing like a sailor. Okay. I mean... All of the words that you can imagine, all the four-letter words, the the bleeps on this guy would be never-ending. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. And that's a good lesson, too. (laughs) However, in this comedy sketch, he was playing innocent. He's like, you said we can talk however we want. Oh. And the leader of the group was like, well, I didn't mean... I didn't mean that. He didn't set those boundaries, right? And and they end up kicking this guy out because they don't want to hear the filthy language. Okay. And it's just our society today. Hmm. It is you be you, you do you, you be free, free, whatever you want, whatever you want to worship and whatever you want to do. There's no boundaries. And then somebody will take that seriously. Mm -hmm. And 
all of a sudden the world goes, not like that. Oh, you're a terrible person. What a monster. You have freedom except. And Mm -hmm. if we are choosing morals Mm -hmm. and society chooses morals, then it would make sense that there would be conflicting ones. You know, who's why wasn't Nazi Germany correct? Mm-hmm. They had their way of life. Mm-hmm. They've, if there's no God, why isn't that right for them? We would obviously find that abhorrent. Yeah. But this is our culture today. Right. But that's why it's so important to see what objective morality is. And if you're using a different moral compass than somebody else. Yeah. Like you said, it's, it, it's going to look different. And if there's no God, then there's no point. Right. And so you see it's things like this that can get so relative. Mm. And that's why we it's so important to know what Scripture says and what yeah. God has deemed moral or not moral, what's in line with his character and what's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody said the other day, it was a fascinating illustration, that there is, people say, well, then why did God create evil? Mm. And really, the illustration, you think of it like a donut hole. Not the not the little bite ones, but but what it what the actual you get hole a donut, in the middle of the donut. The actual hole in the middle of a donut. What is it? Well, it's nothing. It's, it's just rip off is what it is. Where's the rest of the donut? I need the, I need the rest of this. <laughs> it's nothing. It's just no. It's just a place that there's no donut. Mm. And you can look at evil that way. God was first. God is God. This is what exists. This is just what's right. He created us in His image, mm-hmm. and we've decided to do something the opposite or absent from him. Yeah. And you don't look at evil necessarily as this tangible thing. You look at it as missing something very important, which is God, mm-hmm. which is his foundation and his perspective and his, the way he is, is how we should live lives. And, and culture has just turned that into what's right and wrong because we choose. Mm. And that's a slippery slope to go down. I think, I, I think of the artist of God is such a beautiful, beautiful sculptor and artist, right? Mm-hmm. You look around you at creation. It's gorgeous. So think about that Disney artist. I remember as a child, I'd watch the Disney Channel, and you would see behind the scenes their creation of Mickey Mouse. And think about his sketch pad. Mm-hmm. And there's little Mickey Mouse, and he's on the sketch pad, and he's been being told by Walt, you can move within the borders of this page yeah. as much as you want. You have freedom here. You have freedom, and I'm your creator and as long as you stay in within these boundaries, freedom. And Mickey's all about it until one day he decides, what, I'm going to jump off this page? Well, then what happens to the, the character? Mm. He's, <laughs> it's obsolete. Yeah. He's no longer within the boundaries cre- that the creator intended. And yeah. I, you don't exist apart from the creator. He's the one who drew you. So it's like you could argue with it all you want. Yeah. But once you finally assume the role, which is your very present role, whether you want to declare it over yourself or not, as I am a creation of the creator. Right, right. What I think is obsolete. Yeah. And that's a hard pill to swallow. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. You sing this song. I want to get back to the whole uh, what is relative in terms of sin and degree. Well, let me say this real quick. Oh, okay. Because it goes right with what you said. With Disney? Before, (laughs) well, I know you're all, you always got Disney on the mind. But um, before we shake the dust off our feet, Mm. I think it can be an interesting conversation with somebody who believes in God, Mm. but doesn't follow the Bible. 
Yeah. Um, you're not always going to get in an, an, uh, a, a conversation with a, like an atheist, you know, full out atheist that believes there's nothing. Um, yeah. You're in culture. You find a lot of people that believe in a higher power, like an agnostic, but, but agnostic or somebody who's like, yeah, I'm a Christian, but I think I can, we can do whatever we want. Or sure. a deist that believes there is a God that created a world and that just left it alone. And we're all going to the same place. You find a lot of this. And so that's where this conversation can really shine. You believe in God, but what is moral and what is not? You have to to read, because uh, a lot of people will pose this question, if if God is a loving God, if he's a loving being, mm-hmm. then how could he allow dot, 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 and you fill in the, the blank of the things that you've seen trespass around you. Right. And that's not on God. That's on the 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 frailty and the fall of mankind. I mean, yeah. that's on us. Yeah. It's the nature of sin. Right. Well, then if God is a good God, then why would he allow that in the first place? Why would he create a situation where we would be able to... And I think we can acknowledge there's hard questions. There's right? a lot of hard <laughs> questions. But uh, it all stems back from free uh, to free will and choice. Mm. And he allowed us to make a choice. And we continue to make choices even today. Even after we, quote, profess Christ, mm-hmm. we can make choices to either stay aligned with God or not. Sure. And... It's so important uh, that we allow the Bible to define what love is. Mm. And I'm not talking about sexuality. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about what has been referred to as agape love. And they, that may sound really Christianese, but there's a very specific reason why you have to kind of go to those tangible, tangible might not be the right word, but those very clear cut definitions of love. There's, you know, the oh gosh, I'm not even getting. I don't have the list in front of me. There's yeah. all these different definitions. Some that are more emotional. Some that are more physical. But agape, it's like this selfless, sacrificial, unconditional. This is what love looks like. Christ defined it for us. Yeah. And so, how can a loving God do that? Well, after you read through Scripture, you realize Jesus defined what love looks like, and it may look differently than what you've been told about maybe you've experienced quote the love of a parent and it did not go the way that the bible teaches it should go and so when you think of love you equate it to something differently something broken Hmm. something less than something conditional and we have to go to god's definition of it every single time um so i i think jesus is hugely important because he reveals when you know me you know the father he says He's the indicator that, okay, this is the real part of our Heavenly Father. We read a lot of the storyline in the first five books of the Old Testament where we see the story and, and the, the awkwardness of mankind's relationship to his creator. And Jesus comes along and says, let me show you what it's supposed to look like and how amazing it can be. Hmm. But it is going to be painted up differently. And you are not going to get vengeance on everybody who doesn't accept you into their home. You're going to allow me to take care of things in my timing, not yours. Yeah. And then you're going to learn to love them well. And that means being selfless. That means forgiving those who persecute you and hurt you. And in terms of also, I think we would be really super surprised about how God does measure out sin. I think I have heard this, and I've said it myself, sin is sin. In the eyes of God, it will send you all to the same place if you continue to choose that over saying, repent, you know, and say, I, I, I've messed up. I need forgiveness and grace. But Revelations 21.8 is a verse. You sing this 
all the time. Sing the song. Revelation, Revelations, 21, 8, 21, 8. Liars go to hell. Liars go to hell. What's the rest of it? No, I can't. Okay. Burn, so, burn, burn. <laughs> it's a horrible little song. It's a terrible song. Do you know the other sins in there? No, I don't. So when I was reading through Revelation, um, this is what is in Revelation 21, 8. Okay. The cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars. Hmm. It's they, they have equal billing in this verse. And I've seen that in other parts of the Bible where you get equal billing on things that you would go, well, that's not the way my church maybe has kind of put it out there. Like you'll hear heavy hitter sins from the pulpit on some Sundays, like don't do this. And yet some others get glossed over. Oh, that's for sure. And so when we talk about degrees of sin, again, I don't, I never want to say, well, it's okay if you tell a white lie, but um, it's really wrong for you to be an idolater or something. I know it's equal billing here in this verse. It's showing this is all going to send you to the same place. And there is no marquee. That has one over another. Well, let me give you the the g- bad news followed by the good news. Okay. Because I don't know, and thank God, and I hope you listening to this podcast, uh, that everybody listening to this podcast will never know what hell is like. Oh, gosh, yeah. But it does say we will be judged according to our our yes. whatever we do. Yes, it does. And so that's where you find there's going to be potential differences mm-hmm. in the degree of, you know, Somebody like Hitler, I hate to do a comparison because we've talked about the, you know, not wanting to do comparison and and, and say I'm better than this. At least I'm not that. But you have somebody like Hitler and then somebody like that lived a a nice life, but obviously they they sinned. And the the thing is, though, Mm -hmm. the relieving thing is whatever we've done. Yes. Believers don't get judged that way. Yes. We've already been judged in Christ. It's been it will get shared. Sure. Sure. Which it should make it all the juicier. When it gets covered, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, like, like love being scandalous type of thing. How many times have you seen a movie where the bad guy has like a, a an about face? He does an about face and a change of heart, and all of a sudden you find yourself rooting for the guy that you wanted to see get snuffed out. Right. Ten minutes into the movie. Right. You're like, well, maybe he's not so bad after all. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so, uh, I've not watched the last season of Cobra Kai, but I mean <laughs> that happens all throughout this. Very, very true to the 80s sense yeah. of the Karate Kid series. It's Johnny from the, yeah. he's the bad guy in the movie. Yeah. And now he's the, it's just a different perspective. And it's the good guy in the he's series. He's the good guy. You're yeah. rooting for the guy. Right. Who was in the skeleton suit. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. That was the punk guy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, the, I think it, we may have a few of those moments where the projector's rolling in heaven or whatever they're going to do. Uh-huh. And there's your story. Mm. And oh my word. Wow, Rochelle did that. Mm. Rochelle did that. And then maybe, hopefully, all of a sudden, somewhere in the middle, you start to get excited because you start to realize all the things that Rochelle got saved yeah. from. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's very humbling and also exciting. That And that's and where... that's anybody's yeah, potential. We should have that attitude yeah. of the worst person we can think of mm-hmm. in society or, or our work or our uh, neighborhood and go... You know, I can't stand it. And they might be a vile person. There's one of the things right there in 21.8. Mm. But I hope that it is that 
scandalous love of, no, I'm going to forgive this too. Yeah. And that they find it, but only in Christ. And so, yes, we can sit here and, and, and acknowledge there are going to be sins that I think there's going to be worse punishment for people that mm. are already getting eternal punishment. But the nice thing is that in Christ, we don't have to worry about right. that. We simply have forgiveness for anything we've done. And it puts the focus on the wrong So I think also when when I start to kind of get obsessed with those types of journeys, I go, well, is this worse than another thing? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why should that matter to someone who knows redemption through Christ? Because you're saved from all of it. However, I also also recognize that there are sins that can affect more than just myself. Yeah. Like if there's a sin in my heart and then I decide that I'm going to go live in a hut somewhere and never talk to anybody, I'm not necessarily, that's not going to pour out and over into somebody else. That lust or whatever I'm, I'm dealing with in my heart. If I'm a murderer and I'm taking it out on other people, it certainly affects more lives. Right, right. And so there's more to deal with in terms of justice there. But yeah, um, that's a good way to say it. There's more. That's just what it is. Uh, you know, how people say, how can a loving God send people to hell? How can a just God send anyone to heaven? Exactly. And that's why the punishment of Christ is necessary. Exactly. And so you just have it's simply justice. justice. Whatever people have done, if they're not in Christ, we'll have to account for. And that's the good news. You don't have to go that route. No, that is good you news. don't have to stand up for yourself. Jesus will be the defense attorney ready. There. And I don't know how it works, but at the pearly gates, yeah. he he will stand up for you. He's, you know, he said, in fact, I think it was in Matthew 10. He's your 10. litigator. He's your yeah. litigator. In Matthew 10, it says, uh, if you have uh, acknowledged me, I will acknowledge you in front of my father. Mm-hmm. I love that. It, yeah, I do too. If, it, it's a sealed done deal. Yeah. You yeah. don't have to worry. I, we actually had that conversation a couple nights ago. I think one of my kids was asking, um, he asked me, he said, mommy, would you be sad if I didn't go to heaven? I said, well, I'm not even going to have this conversation with you. That That's li- you asked the thing that I would literally be the most sad about. Yeah, I think that yes. would be, yes. Hor- what you, yeah, no, I'm not going to have a party. What is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Of course I'd be sad. That's absolutely every parent's worst nightmare. I've spoken with parents whose family members have gone, either taken their own life, died, and their hugest fear and concern is I don't know if they knew Jesus. I don't know. And and the I mean I completely understand the panic in their voice mm-hmm. as a parent. Uh the, the blessing at where I'm at in my life, I, I know without a doubt that first of all, why are we even entertaining this silly question? Mm-hmm. Because you're asking, you're a teenager, you're going through things, let's talk about it. Okay. But I, I don't have to wonder if I'd be sad because I don't even have to go down that path in wondering mm. because it's a sealed done deal. You've asked Jesus into your life. You follow him. You're a Christ kid. Yeah. It just is. Yeah. Um, there is something I'd like to bring up a little bit differently than, uh, obviously I just finished revelation done with Psalm read through a couple days ago, the Bible now for the second time, several days late. <laughs> it's supposed to be in one year, Rochelle. Yeah. What, how, how many weeks are we into January now? And, wow. uh, yeah, you know, what's really okay. I think there. There's a good I think there's a good thing about being late, because I think if you're having to do it and be perfect, you should always have goals. That's great. And I'm an obsessive person. You know, I have OCD. Mm-hmm. So things like this should drive me insane. And I'm having to hold it loosely and go, it's OK. Yeah. Did I not read his word? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So let it go. If you didn't get it done on time, that's all right. Pick up the next day. You're all right. But uh, I <laughs> I was watching this documentary 
And it was about Elizabeth Holmes. Now, this is the woman that was in charge of that tech company. Yes. And had a great breakthrough. And they had the big deal with Walgreens and all that. And she made it up? Yes. Yeah, well, she had this tiny little vial of blood. So it was just be a finger prick. Uh-huh. And they get enough blood and they would be able to use from that container of blood. They would use it in order to help test for all of these future possibilities, all diseases, in terms of all diseases, all syndromes, and and I don't know the, all the ins and outs of it because a lot of it went way over my head. I was like, now why is this woman with the beautiful blonde hair and who always wears black? Mm-hmm. Why is she mm-hmm. in the news again? I didn't really know, and I've never been one of those people that follows Forbes. Um, but wow! But she got convicted. Is she, that right? She did get convicted, and what's fascinating is the people who were closest to her in terms of like interviewing her putting her on the cover of Forbes. Mm-hmm. It's it still looks like to this day are dumbfounded but because she was so authentically sincere. Mm-hmm. And this one gentleman actually um who wrote several articles about her. You could see he was in tears, he was frustrated, he was concerned. I don't know if she's well. I don't know what's going on cuz she seems convinced that that her product still, she stands by her product. This oh. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, And so it, there was something, though, that, that came out of this documentary. It was fascinating to me. And it was a study done uh, on a group of people. And I believe this is how it went. If I'm getting something wrong, I do apologize. But I know I have the premise correct. There was a die that was rolled in front of a group of people. And one by one, the person who had the die rolled um, they would be told, all right, whatever number it lands on, you're going to get that dollar amount. So if it's a five, you get five bucks. Oh, yeah. If it's a one, you get one dollar. And okay, yeah, we'll play. So they played along. And then after a while, they changed it up a little bit. All right, now this time we're going to roll the die and you're going to have it in your head. You're not going to tell anybody else. It's just going to be between you, yourself and I, whether or not you're thinking, all right, I want to go with the number on the top that it landed on or the number on the bottom of the die that it landed on. So I, I don't have a dice in front of me, a die in front of me. So I don't know if, if you've got a one on the top, if it's a five on the bottom, but it's usually there's a higher number and a lower number. Sure. And so interestingly enough, these people were very quote lucky. <laughs> Just every time they were rolling the die and it happened to be a lower number on the top, they'd be like, well, actually I was thinking about the bottom. Oh, wow. Yeah. Then they changed it up a little bit more and they put a lie detector test. And now, boy, that needle's going all over the place, yeah. right? Because you've you've got accountability now. You are being challenged with what is ethically considered correct. Mm-hmm. Lying is not considered ethical, right? Uh, it's not moral. The needle's going all over the place because your body is picking up on anxiousness. And that always peaks when your morality compass is challenged. Mm. So <laughs> the needles go in this way and that way. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I picked the bottom number. When clearly wow, they've been not picking that bottom number. They picked the top. Yeah. And then they changed it up even more. They said, all right, now this time you're playing for charity. Are you following me? So yeah. first, yeah. dollar figure. They just got it. Second, they had to think about it but not tell anybody. And it seemed like they... 
were lying about it. Yeah. And then the lie detector test proved they, they were, were lying, lying about, about it. it. Now we still got you hooked up to the lie detector test, but this is going to be for charity. This isn't your money anymore. So it's, are you thinking the top? Are you thinking the bottom? Boy, that needle didn't budge. And you know people were lying right and left, but it did not challenge them because they thought, well, it's for a good cause. Oh, man. So in their mind, they're doing the right thing, hmm. even though they're lying and being deceptive. Yeah. But it's for a good cause. And he brings this this gentleman who is being interviewed for the documentary brings this this case study up to prove a point. When you believe that the end objective is justified by the deception in between point A and B, then you will pretty much do anything and you can say it with clarity and conviction. Hmm. And I thought, wow, that's really interesting. But and, and and here's an unfortunate connection they made between her and Thomas Edison. Apparently Edison was guilty of telling people, hey, I've already figured out my invention. It's already done. Interesting. When he was still testing it. And she, Elizabeth, called this machine that was going to be helping her the Edison. So we've got these connections. I think perhaps it was like Edison. Maybe she, in the end objective, I know this is where we're going. I know this will work. So I can say whatever I need to say up until that point mm. of it becoming an actuality. Mm. So that's what they were suggesting in this. Uh, and for Edison, it actually did work out that way. The incandescent light bulb, you name it. The guy had his thumbprint on a lot of different stuff, but he did his share of keeping secrets until they were able to prove it. I don't know. So yeah. where does that land with you morally? Well, it would it would depend on whether you are making a judgment call and it's not popular, but you don't feel bad about it. Or in this case, you know, you're lying. Mm -hmm. But it's for a good cause, like the charity situation. That's yeah. just a lie. Miracle on 34th Street, the newer version back in the 90s, uh -huh. there was a very convincing argument made by the lawyer who's got, you know, he's defending Santa. And excuse me, Chris Kringle, if I'm going to Of course, it. yes. Uh, but he says, is it better to tell a truth? Let me reverse it, actually. Is it better to tell a lie that brings a smile? Or to share a truth that brings a tear. Yeah. And it was a very convincing thought. It's like, oh. And if we're, if you've been a parent and you've been in the situation of that particular movie where mm -hmm. maybe you've brought this up around your children. I'm not, I don't want to divulge too much, sure, especially if sure. your kids we are in the it. car. We get it. We get it. But yeah. like, if you've been in that place and I know what I have. Yeah. Well, that's the ultimate um, illustration. Yeah. Because for anything else. While we know that we can convince ourselves of, well, it's right for me because, or it's right in the situation because, um, I think we all can take a step back when we're not pressed about a particular situation. We can all go, yeah, lying is lying. And, you know, let, you know, it's the classic example of, does this dress make me look fat? <laughs> and what right. do you say? Yeah. Do you say no? Or do you say, I mean, if it does, do you say no? Or do you say yes? Or do you try and hopefully say something in the middle? I think I like the last dress better. <laughs> and yeah. you just say it, you know, without having to compromise what comes out of your mouth being untrue. And it's hard. It's hard at it times, be, yeah. especially when it comes to people's feelings. But I think ultimately, you know, I think 
ultimately what can happen, I've seen one example of this from a show. I don't know how often this happens, mm -hmm. but parents who decide because of the feelings of the child, mm -hmm. I won't tell them they're adopted. Mm. But then they end up finding out when they're 17, 18 and birth mom reaches out or whatever. Mm -hmm. And now you have a situation on your hands where, yeah, maybe it, it, there's pros and cons of both, but at least you were honest in the other situation. Yeah. At least you were honest. And then if they were disgruntled about that, go, well, I, I was honest with you. And I just want to tell the truth regardless. I think when you decide, whenever you determine to hold the ruler in your own hand and you are the one now who's going to gauge what people should or should not know, mm. that is a slippery slope. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Jesus did not say, I am the way and the wishy-washy as long as it appeals to you and makes you feel warm and fuzzy on the inside and the life. He said, no, I am the way, the truth and the life. And I think there's a way that we can handle sharing truth. We've talked about that before. You can spout truth or you can share truth. And there's a way that we can do it that's sensitive and loving. But um, whenever I start to feel like, well, it's for a good cause, you lose objectivity after a while. You start to forget, wait, what? You, your yeah. lies start running into each other, right. but right. it's for a good cause. Nothing good has ever been accomplished through deception that I can think of. And yeah. you're always found out. It's, I mean, yeah. we were talking it, about Judgment Day. It's going to come to a head. Yeah. Whether it's on this planet, you will know a tree by its fruit. Okay. So we have to, um, we have another thing that we have to do that's not usual with this. So we're going to wrap this up. But I, I want to say one thing that I want to admit and get your opinion on. Oh, I'm okay. going to come clean. Okay. Okay. And this would you be You think with... my dress today makes me look fat. <laughs> You're not, you're wearing a shirt and oh, yoga pants. I just thought it would full circle. That... <laughs> um, I was born tonight. It wasn't last night. Um, so <laughs> there have been, I'm, I'm sure, times for both where we have a, a producer, awesome producer for our show named Raina. Mm -hmm. And I have gotten a complaint about her and I've gotten a complaint about you, mm. Rochelle. And I didn't tell you <gasps> because I felt it was unfounded. Okay, yeah. And I want to protect your feelings. Sure. I think that's different when you don't disclose something. But what if you had said, and I think there might have been one time something like this happened. Uh -huh. You know that, that uh, um, we call them breaks, at times we talk on the radio in between the songs. Sure. You know that break we did a couple of weeks ago? Um, I wonder if anybody felt, if that came across, you know, any sort of uncomfortable or, or, or frustrating to anybody. Yeah, then you bring it up. Interesting. I absolutely, e Even yes. if I feel... And that's that's what you're talking about with the ruler. Here is here's me feeling their comment is unfounded and they were harsh. Yeah. And I think it's just not good. I, I see where you're painting some gray area in there. And I get it. Uh, and there are moments I, I'm if you are <laughs> if you are point blank asked a question and you lie, that is deception. Yeah. If you yeah. decide that like I had a, a sweet woman come up to me. And she felt in the moment that she needed to disclose, I listened to you on your show and I thought you were a horrible person. <laughs> and now I need to apologize to you because I thought all those yeah. horrible things because now I see that you're a nice person. Uh -huh. Did she merit anybody in that moment no, that except for herself? No, yeah. that's disclo that's disclosing information that was not needed. Sure. So, I mean, sure. you have to weigh this out with the Holy Spirit. I think you know 
you know in your heart of hearts when you are doing a disservice to God. I think your your conscience is pricked. I think your Holy Spirit button is like, danger, Will Robinson. I think all of that. And we know. And the more we deny it, the smaller the voice gets. But we know. So, I, yeah, it's just interesting. constantly, Lord, help me be sensitive to what you need from me in the moment. You know what I hate the most is, is because I agree with you, there are times like that where it's just like, yeah, I just don't feel right about it. But then there are times where I just really don't know. And then somebody gives you that response. You ask and you're like, well, I don't know. I don't know. And people go, well, if you have to ask, then don't you know already? And you're like, shut up. Oh, man, I hate that answer. But that's another podcast. That's another, <laughs> maybe that's next week. 